0: edition of the Sunny NG uh, podcast uh this is gonna be a pretty basketball heavy podcast today man trade deadline happened yeah we'll uh look at some big picture situations with some of the teams out there i mean we got like 40 things we probably could talk about today so where do you want to start on this one
1: i yeah. can start with probably i think that one of the bigger trades where 76ers adding buddy healed uh i
0: i mean I think there's bigger trades personally, but I, I you know what? That's a good place to start. Just with all the shit with Embiid going on recently, Buddy Hield who finally gets
1: traded. Yeah. It's like 5 years yeah. later and finally gets they traded. Wanted him forever and he goes to the 76ers still staying, staying on the East Coast, which is kind yep. of a yep. kind of a weird trade too cuz you are you keeping him in uh your own conference. You're going to be dealing with him coming back to Indiana. Right. Indiana's fucking They stacked
0: they stacked, but you know what? Siakam getting more minutes. Yeah. Right? And obviously, um, Halliburton get a lot of minutes. They still got Naismith in there, Benedict Mathren. They have, a, like, pretty... I mean, obviously, they got some younger players, and I think in this case, with Buddy Heald becoming a free agent, it was kind of time for them to... I mean, they didn't really seem like they got anything huge back in return for him, but... For, this, for all the 76ers side, I think, you know, they traded with that Luke Cormance guy or whatever. He kind of fell out of favor with Nurse. But I like the trade for the 76ers. Yeah. I just it, don't know did. if it makes a huge difference because without Embiid, no. Maxi's kind of like one tier, two tier, too high of a player in a role that he's going to be playing in. Yeah. So I don't really think it makes much of a difference to me personally, just because I don't think the team's good enough without Embiid. And even if Embiid comes back... He's going to be missing a lot of time before he comes back too. It's not like he'll be, you know, he's supposed to be out for a minimum of 4 weeks and he's had any injuries like this before, so yeah. I think the best case scenario is he's reevaluated in 4 weeks. Yeah. Then it's got to wrap up. So I think he's going to be out for at least a couple months minimum. Um and then if they depending on how far back they fall, they could end up playing a team like, you know, the Celtics, Bucks. Uh, who else Who else is really in there? I think those can be, you know, the Knicks are a lot better than they were before. Yeah. Right? That's and another, if we're going to talk about them too, adding Bogdanovich yeah. and giving up Grimes in the process to get, you know, their depth on their bench. Yeah. They added Alec Burks too. Quite a few guys that
1: the uh, Knicks had to unload.
0: Right. That was the biggest issue we were talking about last week is without, you know, their starting lineups gotten so much more improved with Anobi, but it cost them their bench depth. Yeah. And now they added Bogdanovich and Alec Burke who can both shoot threes. You know, without Brunson, because Brunson, I uh, didn't play today. He's injured yeah. himself. Randall's out for a few weeks. Damn. These guys got some big injuries they're dealing with. And Nobe just had elbow surgery today. Like, yeah, Embiid. I mean, yeah. Nobe had elbow surgery today. He's out at least, uh, at least through the All Star break, and then he's getting reevaluated. And Randall's supposed to be right out for a few weeks. Who knows how bad Brunson's uh, ankle sprain is going to be? Yeah. So you're going to, because this year I think it's really important to finish. Kind of in that, you know, if you don't want to avoid the Boston Celtics, which look like the best team in the league right now, you don't want to get, you don't want to be fourth to lower, right? You want to be second or third. Yeah. And so then you have at least, you know, the Bucs haven't looked like themselves this yep. year. Knicks might have a good shot. I think they really helped themselves a lot with some of the bench moves that they made, adding those two guys. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, Cavaliers, I don't think really made any big moves. No. But they're another yeah. team who's coming for that second, third spot. And then kind of drops off after that, man. Like, you know, all this Charlotte. I, you know, we're talking about them because they made so many trades. So many. They gave up a lot of guys. I like what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they're really going to go anywhere. Might as well get draft first rounders, et etc., as much as you can, and then kind of go from there. Um, another team. Who was I looking at here earlier? I'm. Well, one of the teams, uh, Charlotte Hornets, made trades to uh, the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. They picked up Gafford. It's expensive. With yep. they picked up Gafford. Washington. They added PJ Washington, who's what they thought, you know, Williams was supposed to be. Yeah, basically. Right? I mean, they gave up, uh, they switched the first rounder for him. And now they added, uh, had to give up another, like, pick swap for the first rounder for uh, Washington. Yeah. So kind of like, they're giving up so many assets to make these moves, man. It yeah. kind of reminds you of LeBron shit where they would just make trades. Yeah. Sometimes it works, sometimes it wouldn't, but each time. It's not like you know they have to give up for first or they do. They yeah. can't like give them like the best player they had, Brunson. Sorry, I'm going on a tangent here, but they can't like. I haven't seen them find like a depth piece for super cheap in so long. No, right? They gave like, they got Brunson for cheap. He leaves because they can't because they're too cheap to pay him. Yeah. And then they got to spend a- assets on Irving, which you know what? They're the playoff team this year. They're yeah. doing well, but they're a seventh seed right now. Yeah, I think right? They're the only bottom. a seventh seed yeah. at the end of the day.
1: So, yeah, it's going to be, yeah. And like the difference between all these trades and like a LeBron trade is these trades, you can try to get whoever the fuck you want. You could clear out your benches, clear out your depth, try to get depth. You don't have a LeBron James on your team. That's the X factor. You can bring on who you want on that guy's team. He's still going to take you into the playoffs. There's a high percentage chance that you're making it to a finals. With these guys losing this much depth and not having that like a star player like that, that's like, yo, we have like an 80% shot at making it deep in the playoffs. You're kind of like, shit, this is our depth right now. Like we're going to have to ride this out and lose those assets. And then right. now what do you do like in the off season? Also, if you have a bad year, you got to think about now draft. Yeah. You got to yep. think like how many picks did you give away? Cause the one thing I saw was a lot of picks being given given away in these, these guys, like the Dallas, I
0: mean, Lakers only got a couple left themselves, so they have to be very careful about what they give up. Mavericks, right, have, I think, a few picks left before it starts getting pretty iffy for them too, right? So you're right. A lot of these teams are giving up draft picks. LeBron's a huge X factor, but they didn't make any trades. No. Right? So I think, like, as good as LeBron is and, you know, GOAT, all this great shit, even with LeBron, even with AD healthy, I don't think those, those two guys aren't the issue. It's the rest of the team, which is now, you know, you're asking a 39-year-old LeBron to carry you against, yeah, you know, Jokic if they've ended up playing. Yeah. They, like, they couldn't win a game against the uh, Nuggets last year, yeah. and they got worse this year, right? So, I I mean, I think it was kind of like, it's tough for the Lakers right now because I did want them to make a move. Yeah. But the moves that they needed to make were going to be super expensive. Yeah,
1: they were going to be bad. It was going to be another, <laughs> another one of those. Like, obviously, not as bad as a Westbrook trade, but it's going to be like a high amount of shit coming. Cap space is barely there. Yep. They're now just thinking about, hey, let's get in the offseason. I, I was just looking at the free agent list of like all the players. There's not a agent. lot. I don't think it's a good list, but there's depth
0: players there's, and role players. There's, there's, it yeah, depends on how much you what pay for them, right? Like, it's 100%. Yeah. You can get, but like, you can get some really good players right now, but what is the difference between D'Angelo Russell? To Murray, what we were talking yeah. about. Like, why is it worth an unprotected first round pick? I don't think it is. No. But you know, if you're from the Hawks side, you weren't gonna just give Murray away because yeah. you had to make a trade for yeah. right. You can wait until the offseason, more teams are gonna yeah. be wanting to make trades. So yeah. I think the Lakers, they yeah. you're better off not making a bad move, right? Like just not making a move, period, than trying yeah. to force something And you. So right, what happened? Westbrook we gave up all these death yeah. players. It took us like two years to get out of that. You know, we did well, yeah,
1: and luckily. now we're kind of like we, you know, we took a step yeah. back, right? We have a lot of injuries, now like that constraint from that tr- those trades of having those young guys. Cause now you're just a team full of mostly older guys, and then you got some of these like young, uh, who's that? Like Hachimura, all these right. guys that like how you saying they're more of a pure role player. They're all but role players. A, should not be starting. They're not at the starting point right now. There's still like young guys that are like sitting behind somebody that should be sitting behind somebody and it gets worked up. So that's the only reason that when I looked at the free agent list, I'm like, okay, there's guys here that like most of the guys are pro- a lot of guys are probably going to uh, resign with the dreams. You have the Quiet Leonard, the Paul Georges that are probably going to go back to Clippers since they have a fucking brand new. They've already, already signed with those guys, I think. Huh? I
0: think they both resigned already. Did they already sign? They're on the but... list of free agents. Uh, I think this a lot of them signed Har- already. George was still on that list. Maybe George hasn't signed, but I know Kawhi just signed with uh three years. I think it's like 153 million. He's def- uh, what is it
1: called? Yeah, but anyways, you're right. There's still one of them. I think is still a free agent this year. And, but- and uh, I saw like Siakam was on there. There's a couple of like decent guys. Yep, yep. That yep. would be kind of helpful. They're not gonna like move the needle too much, but uh. they will move the needle on the kind of guys that Lakers have. Like Uh, yes. yes. They have such a weird roster. It's the weirdest put together. They
0: have too many one or the other guys. They either guys haven't played offense or they have guys who play defense. And the hardest thing to get in the NBA is two-way wings. Yeah. Right? Guys who can play defense, guard multiple positions, and give you enough, at least shooting wise, they're decent and they pass the ball enough that they don't like, you know, they're not idiots. Yeah. But those guys are super hard to get. They're not easy to trade for. So, and some of them are expensive. Like if the Lakers added these guys with their salary cap and the luxury tax yeah. and all the, like you're not just paying the guy 15 million yeah. from a team owner perspective. You could be paying the guy 30 million this year because that's how much is going to take in penalties. Again, I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah. it's not just a trade like that. They have to think of it from that perspective. So, I mean, I was kind of surprised the Lakers didn't make any trades, None. but at the same time, it didn't make any bad trades. Yeah. But speaking of team who shouldn't have made any trades and did make some bad bad trades, the Raptors.
1: Yeah, these guys are just—they're just in there. <laughs> what right the now? fuck they are they move.
0: doing, man? Like it's like the—I the, was listening to a podcast. He's like the guy. Uh, Raptors are the guy who's in your fantasy football group and all caps. Mean let's make some. Let's make some trades, guys. Who wants the deal? They're like, "Yo, I'll call Gary up, see what he wants, man." Yeah. Right? Like, that's exactly
1: what the Make Raptors by <laughs> like throwing out an offer. The guy's like, "You know what? I'll do that deal, but throw this in." And you're like sitting there, like,
0: yeah, "Yeah." Then you yeah. see the trade come through, and you're like, "What the?" F- yeah. Nobody else decided to talk to this guy. Like, this guy was. How did he get cornered yeah. into this fucking trade,
1: man? So the only one I kind of like that the Raptors would be the the Ad badgy guys. kind of young still. Yeah, that's the only thing he had going. And then for uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, he's not the worst player. They already released him. Huh? No, really, they already got them. Actually, what I uh, just read earlier too was the release he's part. Salary too. dump because
0: Schroeder's. Yeah. Uh, Schroeder they don't have to pay Schroeder has to year. get paid by uh them now, right? Yeah, like he's on there. They free up salary cap salary cap space yeah. for next year because they don't have to pay his salary. But and Young was part of that too. Like, <laughs> but why are you giving up first rounders or Kelly Olenek Yeah, that right? and Advajee. No like I don't get this at all. And you have one of the worst records in the league. The only thing that I could think of is. The other top six protected pick to the ja- no Spurs. So if they finish with a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, or sixth draft pick, it goes to the Spurs. If they finish seventh, eighth, ninth, etc., they keep the draft pick. So I think my logic is again this is <coughs> fucked up logic because the whole reason they're in this fucking mess is because they traded for Jacob Purtle last year, yeah. and everyone's like, what well, the fuck are you trading for Jacob Purtle?" And Thaddeus Young for giving up first-rounders. Yeah. Because now it's going to cost them... Like, they're a bad team, man. It's going to cost them at least a top-ten pick. Right? Like, I don't yeah, know why... I get I, it. it <laughs> they made a bad move last year. And now that made them fuck up this year. And now they made an even worse move this year. They're giving up first-round. They're like the Dallas Mavericks without
1: Luka or a playoff shot. Yeah. They're just giving up first-rounders, man. Making moves, thinking... I don't know, like, they're thinking is any of these... Like, an old Nick... How much is he gonna really help? And you got agent. a guy that's already gonna be playing that role.
0: You only like the trade deadline is over now, but the running joke was like they wanna assemble like assemble the all Canadian team, <laughs> and they were gonna grab Wiggins next at this point, and like all these bring back Steve Nash. Like honestly, I don't know what you know. Maybe see if Jamal Murray's available. Like fuck, I don't, I don't I don't know what they're doing. I don't know why they're doing what they're doing right now, but. Fuck. I just don't know what else to say about them, man. I just it's a big WTF for me or what they're doing right now. So But you know, teams that do know what they're doing. Um I like the Thunder trade for Hayward. Yeah. Right? Like it didn't cost them much. Yeah. Second round, some salary filler, but if if he can stay healthy, I don't think he's played since December twenty sixth. Yeah. So if i'm the but i get it from the hornets perspective i think people were probably wanting uh, thinking that they're going to go for like size or something else but he's a solid veteran guy man he yeah. plays off the bench cuz i think once playoffs start we'll find out if josh giddy's going to be an x factor or if he's yeah. going to be a liability with his shooting yeah true
1: so and then we got teams that just ha- don't ever do anything <laughs> <laughs> like they are teams that like i like i would hate right now to be a chicago Bulls fan, just because you're, you know, you thought Levine and the DeMar DeRozan trade was going to be like, yo, we're going to have such a high powered offense. They're going to move the ball a lot. Oh, obviously, bringing in uh, the other guy from the Lakers, uh, Crusoe. Crusoe, that was going to be a lot
0: steal he, of a deal, man.
1: Yeah, that was a steal of a deal because he was at that point like, one of the craziest two-way guys. Everybody looking for those two-way dudes. Create an offense, but defend he a, was, a defense. Him
0: and LeBron had the best plus-minus as a yeah. duo that year. And they're yeah. like, yo, we don't need you for nine, ten million. million. Wow, Sorry, wow. we're going to trade 43. Remember, that was the West, Russell Westbrook fiasco.
1: That's so dumb. That
0: was the, that was was They lost Crusoe, they lost uh, Kuzma, and they lost KCP
1: for all Westbrook. And KCP became a champ. On the that- Lakers would have been starters. They'd be making all less money. starters on the Lakers right now with the guys that they have. Like That's crazy. To Big know. what if, man.
0: Big and
1: what if. And now it's crazy to see Chicago now knowing where they're going to be with a Levine and Damar and Crusoe and everybody and still not trying to make any moves at all. Like not anything. No adding depth. No adding some kind of like 3 and D guys that they really fucking need because they have nobody on their perimeter much. Like everybody's always trying to drive the paint in this team almost, <laughs> or shoot like long twos. It's crazy that they didn't do anything. Well, three straight deadlines, they haven't done jack shit, right?
0: <laughs> so, I mean, these guys are still living off their six titles, which yeah. they probably will be able to for the rest well, of life. You got right. six titles and Michael Jordan, man. Yeah. Michael Jordan's always going to keep the Bulls relevant. But the team itself, you're right. Damar's a free agent, dude. He's 35 yeah. in August. He was going to become a free agent. Like, you're really going to re-sign this guy for another two, three years? Like... They haven't done shit with them, right? The last time they were good was when Lonzo Ball was still playing on this team. Since that, like, 20-game stretch, they've been some ridiculous number of games below 500, but they're still hanging on to the thought that that's their team. The one with Lonzo, Levine. Coming back. We're coming back (laughs) three years later, man. We like What? Caruso's 30. going to be 30 next year. And not saying that's when guys just drop off, but when you're looking at it from a player acquisition perspective, 30 year old or a 29 year old? Third or 29 year old who's got this year's contract and next year's contract because now he's only got one year left on his deal. He loses a little bit of value because you can't play him in this playoffs. He's only making 9.9 9 million dollars, man. Yeah. You look at these guys, Gafford, all these other fuckers that are making 12, 13, 14 million dollars. And this guy's making 9.9. 9. <laughs> Fucking Aiden's making 32 million and I'd rather have Caruso. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's a little too much. But, I mean, at the same time, for the salary that Caruso makes, that's a steal of a deal. Why are you not... Like, you're not good enough to do anything in the play-in. You're not bad enough to get a top-five draft pick. And when you do get a top-five draft pick, you blow it on Patrick fucking Williams. Another, you know, wing guy who should have done something that year too. But I don't know what the Bulls are doing. You know, I wish... You know, the Raptors had taken the same philosophy as the Chicago Bulls. I would have been actually happy in yeah. that side. But from a Chicago side, I don't really get what they're doing. I mean, I haven't really for the last like decade almost ever since DeRozan, I mean, I'm not DeRozan, ever since Rosen, uh, Rosen, fuck's sakes. Rose? Ever since Rose and, you know, Yo- Jokim Noah, yeah, and I Luol Deng. And that was like, Depp, their best and- team at that point. But like, you know, the injuries robbed them and I, yeah. you know, losing a guy like Rose in his prime like that, obviously that's devastating. But, yeah. Since that period of time, it's been a bunch of short-sighted moves, weird draft picks. Butler was there for a little bit, right? And they gave up Butler, the <laughs> one of the guys who was probably like, I don't know why they gave up him? You know, like uh, you when you see these moves, like since the, you know they traded him, he's made the finals twice. I don't think these guys have made the playoffs once. No, or if they had, they've so literally made it once. Maybe remember they signed D Wade and Rondo that one year too? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> like sure. you right, like all these weird moves. So. Um, I don't get what they're doing um, Teams, you know, we're watching right now as well Highlights of the uh, Suns and uh, Jazz right now yep. You know what, those are two good teams we can have a conversation about Holy fucking carry there Well, these Suns added a pretty decent player too yeah, I like Royce O'Neill. Yeah. He's only 6'4", yeah. though That's his only issue, yeah. man He's a little undersized, but
1: But at least on their team, they do have oversized guys Yeah, so yeah. like, you can, you can throw one uh, undersized guy As long as you're playing the right lineup you got the, the bigger guys on the lineup because obviously he's going to give away on a little bit on D two. That's for sure. But he's you know he's
0: a solid three point shooter. Yeah, he's played in the playoffs. Yeah, you don't know if he's going to be good or bad. Play come playoffs this year, but yeah. he's a solid depth guy. I think. Hundred percent. Ideally, you know, with
1: injuries and matchups and all this other shit, and we've seen Phoenix already go through injuries to all the all, the big all three gone. big three. Right, big three's gone through it, so that could happen anytime. So I like the move. It seems like it was a low cost move. Yeah, we'll see
0: if it, how well it does. If it even moves the needle for them, but it definitely doesn't make them any worse. Yeah, right. I like having them on the roster. You know, on the other side teams like the Utah Jazz. They give up a linnet, but yeah, you know what? I like what the Jazz are doing just because they don't care for that um, playing bullshit. Yeah, because they like if you're like the team like the, the Hawks, for example, who still think they have a uh, some shot at making the you're like eight games below 500 and you want to make the play in. Yeah, You would rather tank because yeah. then you have a chance of getting a higher draft pick. Yeah, Being the 13th, 14th, 15th best team in the league does not help you at all when it comes to it. It's very rare. Yeah. You'll get your occasional bookers or your quies po- or, you know, uh, what is this face? Giannis at like number 11, yeah. which is kind of where it becomes a little bit better. But yeah. I like the Jazz's move. The other thing is they also are top 10 protected pick to OKC this year. Mm. So if they finish in the top 10, they get to keep it. Mm. If they finish 11th or better, yeah. they have to send it over to uh, OKC,
1: who's going to add another fucking first rounder this year. So, damn. Yeah, It's going to be... Yeah, it's going to be crazy, especially for teams like... You only want to jump into the playing tournament if you think you have a chance of making it to an NBA Finals. You don't want to go into the playing and be like hey you know what we just hope to have a really good playoff year and it doesn't matter what uh, round we get eliminated in at least we made the playoffs no 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 like if you think you're only gonna make the playoffs and then probably get your ass kicked and you've been already getting beat up like the Atlanta Hawks have in the season that's a time where you reevaluate your team like if you're a team that's an eighth or seventh team that gets pushed into a play-in yeah. you're still a decent team right but if you're a uh, Eleven, twelve, thirteenth team trying to get into the tenth or ninth spot. Now it's like you're almost fighting against uh, your future.
0: What <laughs> worst place in any sport to be? in. Yeah. all basketball is mediocrity. Yeah, right? yeah. You're not good enough to get into the playoffs and make noise. Yeah, but you're also not bad enough to get that top five difference maker that's yeah. actually going to get you, you know, become a stud of a player that'll actually change the fortunes of your team. Yeah, so. You know what, that's why I like what the Jazz are doing because they're just making good trade after good trade. And doesn't this, like, giving up, you know, they traded uh the Fontanichel, I I, I think I butchered it. They traded him for, they got him as a free agent. Yeah. They flipped a second rounder for him. That they could take that second rounder and move it for something. You know, it's that paperclip story where you start off with a paperclip, you keep trading until you finally get a house. Yeah. That's what I think Danny Ainge is doing, right? He's just adding, like, he added marketing, man. Right, look at like look at what he gave up. They thought they were going to tank. They added an all star player in Markkinen, yeah. so and now the if they now if they wanted up. to trade Markkinen, yeah. eventually they could trade Markkinen for probably like a really good you know first multiple first round picks, young guys. So that's all they're doing right now. They're just accumulating assets, becoming good players. They have a really good coach, right? Yeah, and they have a good ownership apparently that you know the guys want to spend. But if you're a team like you said who's just going to be happy to make the playoffs and be like, yes, we did it then you might as well tank and try to get a better draft pick because you're yeah. not really doing anything in the long term of your team. So. Yeah. Uh, did we miss anybody? I think we uh, – let's see. I think we – you know, Pat Beverly. Yeah, that's you a want good to – touch I on think that for guy?
1: the Bucks? that's a good trade.
0: I mean, they need some guy who plays defense, yeah. but Lillard and Pat Bevin, you're bad like, if one of them is playing at a time, that's not bad. But yeah. right? those two guys together yeah. would just scare me a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's him or Patrick or Beasley in the back, and I will Malik Beasley. So I don't know, man. The Bucks are a weird team, dude. Oh, LeBron just passed the fucking ball off of Jamal Murray's head. Just, um, Bucks have like the second, third best record in the league, and they're playing worse than how with Doc Rivers. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to make of them. I just don't think they have. I don't know how that pass got through. In each what round. does Doc Rivers, first of all, have on these teams? What blackmail is he he's using? He's got the, the title. The he's NBA. got a title. That's what he got. That's Dude, what he has. One fucking title. One title. title. Dude, fun. name another coach with a title right that's now. too. Name how many guys that have a title. You have, what, the Suns guy, uh, Frank Vogel. He got fired and yeah. rehired. Yeah. Right? Titles didn't do him too well there. Yeah. But he's always going to get chances when you win a title. Yeah, that's true. Right? People that's just it. Like, no matter what happens, if you've been in any sport, if you're a Seahawks, you're the Canucks, you're any team that gets one title. Yeah. You could shit on them when they have bad regular seasons, but those season, those titles will give you opportunities. they yeah. give you second chances. All these guys, you know, when you were looking for a guy with championship experience. Yeah. You know, they're going to, and that's the thing with Doc, man. He's got this fucking championship experience at the end of the day. That one title, look at that. Oh, smoked him in the head. <laughs> right off of him, dude. <laughs> like, what the? I try to give him a concussion. Um, <laughs> might be a smart move. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's he what he's like. <laughs> um, so, you know what? Like, I don't know what the Bucks are, man. Yeah. I really don't try. Like, they have Giannis. And other than that, even with Damian Lillard right now, I think they panicked a little bit. It seems like with the remember we talked about in the off season, Like, is it really that much? Yeah, they're going to get better on offense, but they just handed Drew Holiday to the best team in the league. Yeah. So, yeah. Right, like I don't know. That's the other part of the trade that when everybody talks about it, it wasn't just you traded away Lillard to get, I mean, you traded away you Drew Holiday to get Lillard. Fucking Drew Holiday ended up on the Boston Celtics, yeah. which is the last team you wanted him the to get last end up, on, team right? You want to do the trade. So uh, that, like, we'll see what happens with the Bucks this year, man. Their owner sold the team, like sold his share of the team at a good time too. Yeah. Last year, he saw the writing on the wall. Yeah, he's like, I'm out. Sold the team. Um, Celtics got Tillman. I don't know, like, he's a depth guy. Um, he seems like a scouting report on him. He's, uh, you know, he's kind of a veteran. He's got three kids. He seems like a good locker room character guy, which you haven't really heard any much noise out of the team with all those, you know, backstage issues and yeah. shit like that this year. So, and Horford was
1: good for them too. And, you know,
0: they're managing Horford's limits this year and minutes this year. So he hasn't played as much, you know, the resting him more. Uh KP's a walking injury risk. Oh, Nasty Duck by Gordon, just right to the rim. Um, so, I think he's a good insurance guy. I don't know if he's going to play a lot when it really counts, but playoffs, injuries, yeah. you never know when these guys are going to get their chance, and I think it's a good move. He's cheap, too. Yeah. It's not like they paid a lot of money. Uh, he's only—he's on a rookie contract at the end of this year as well, so we'll see what happens with him. Um, Timberwolves, you talked about. Warriors traded Joseph just for yeah. tax savings. Just reset the their thing. A little trade in there. <laughs> um, I think, to be honest, I think the only way that they're going to win is the guys who are, they already have. Like, they have some decent players. Yeah. But, you know, Clay Thompson's finally been like, yo, we need your ass on the bench, man. We yeah. can't get – remember that we were talking about that, like, a few uh, a few months ago when For they were really struggling. They were like, can he, win? like, be – he needs, needs to be on the bench. Yeah. Kabinga's getting more minutes, which is the right move. Yeah. Curry's still going to be Curry, man. He's still ripping it up, still three-pointer, but he needs help. He does. Other than Draymond, probably Steph, Kaminga, and then, you know, like you want Wiggins to kind of get his shit going, which he's slowly starting to get his shit going. But they're a little undersized right now, man. But the nice thing for them, though, is that there's really four or five teams that are competing for three spots. Like the Rockets are one of them, the Jazz. Yeah. Uh, Warriors, and then that was a nice shot. He missed this previous one, um, so I think the they have a good shot, man. They have to overtake right now. The two teams they got to overtake are uh, Jazz, which they're one game behind, uh, and that's it. Literally, they're dude, they're only uh, one, two games behind the Lakers. Yeah, they're one game behind, or half a game behind the Jazz. Literally three games behind the Mavericks. Mavericks, man. Like I say, if you get one bad week and you go zero and three, and another team goes three and zero, yeah, you could go from seventh, eighth in the league to like
1: 11-12, just yeah. like that out of the play. Seems almost like again. Remember when Lakers and uh, I think they're gonna meet Golden against. State ended up meeting in the play-in. I think they they would love that. NBA <laughs> would like
0: be jizzing all over themselves if these guys got met in the first round yeah. yet. Right now, if the way it's gonna shake out, is probably from the NBA perspective would be. Uh, Sacramento versus the Mavericks and Lakers versus the Jazz right now Dang. in the first two playoff matchups, but you know, Golden State's not that far behind. So they're not. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to talk about?
1: I think we kind of hit on most of one these. last thing, uh, freaking celebrations on Kobe statue going up. That was a big ass thing. You know, that's just a long time coming. I know uh, I was looking at comments and shit and, you know, people are hating on the statue, this and that. I was surprised. Yeah. I I didn't think it was going to be that one. Yeah. I think people were definitely surprised because of the pictures uh, that ahead of time that they were throwing out. Yeah. Yeah. Which one would you vote on? Which one would you like to see? And they did the most iconic moments. But people forgot, like, his, one of his most iconic moments, though, is that fucking 81-point game. I get it. I wasn't saying it's a bad or good thing. I was just surprised that they chose
0: that particular moment because everyone remembers the 81 points, but they don't remember as
1: much of the the celebration at the end. Yeah. But if you're right, 81 points is unheard of, right? And like, it's also what it showed is 81 points at a time when Kobe was his most, like, fatigued. What? Um, yeah. You look at his finger, it's wrapped up. You look at his leg, it fucking got the brace on. Like, It's not a healthy prime Kobe. Yeah, It's a fucking end-of-the-road Kobe that still put up 81 points. Champion, that's not, man, a
0: fighting champion, man.
1: Yeah, that's not an right? easy shit to do. You try to show me a Michael Jordan, you try to show me a LeBron James, you try to show me whoever the fuck you think a goat is. Nobody at that later age was doing what Kobe did other than, yeah, you know, uh has got that body of work. But, but yeah. putting up 81 points at that fucking age and on hobbling on the ankle that he had at that time, like, that's a fucking unheard of kind of feat to do that. I don't think, honestly, Michael Jordan could have went lights out shooting. And I think his highest was what? Like 67, 66? the 60s, man. I think LeBron's highest was somewhere in the 50s. 61, I, don't know. I think he had. Like, Bronze yeah. had a 60-point game. I feel he like, like he's never
0: had a 60-point game, but like, it obviously doesn't matter in the scoring pursuit at the end of the day. They still guy had 81 fucking points, 81 man. points in that era of basketball. Yeah. You have to remember, yeah. like, that era was slower. Three-pointers were there, but they weren't, like, what they are and how important they are in today's That's league, deep. right? It's like you could, like, there's you a lot more have, You could shit. you saw some of the highlights. Yeah. Like, I was watching Lakers highlights the other day because they were uh, hyping up today's uh, celebratory uh, statue and reeling. Like, dude, the guys were getting pounded. The scores in the fourth quarters of the games were, like, 77-67. The halftime score of the Suns-Jazz game was the same amount today, right? Yeah. So, from that perspective, it is iconic. Uh, I love it. I was surprised. I didn't think it was going to be that one, but I love the choice at the end of the day, Matt. The choice of a choice. And you know what? At the end, the day, like, I'm going to support anything Kobe. So, unless he looks like Ronaldo in his fucking statue the OG Ronaldo statue yeah. where he looks like, yo, you know, his eyes are all fucked like, oh, up, melt smile. But as long as he doesn't end up like that, which he did not And he was chosen
1: out. by Kobe. Like, obviously he knew that like he put that on the map, like LA again on the map. If there was going to be like, you know, magic's already got his fucking shit there. Yeah. Like they were just missing, obviously the next franchise guy and it was going to be Kobe. So I believe, uh, his, uh, wife saying that, uh, that that was Kobe's choice. Like if he, if there was gonna be a statue built of him, he and I could see him premeditating. Well, apparently they're putting up two more Kobe statues still.
0: Where is that one gonna go? Uh, I didn't see I that part. I'm not quite sure. They haven't given too many details like on it. One for some reason. They said in other parts of it, the the arena that they're gonna have it. So
1: I don't quite know. Ooh, Murray got hit. Looks like he might be hurting a little bit. Because Magic's uh, is already at one of the entrances, maybe they just put Kobe on a
0: different entrance or something. Yeah, I'm not quite sure on the details on like how big that Oh, nice play, nice pass. Um, I don't know how big the statue is going to be either. So, you know, we'll take a, we'll see it. We'll get more details on it at the end of the day. Uh, I think that's it for today's episode. Unless you got anything else, to add, We end up on a nice Kobe note. Um, and we're back with. Uh, No, I think that's it. We're going to have another episode at some point here. All right, guys. Peace.